Good morning, and thank you for tuning in to Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440. Connor Halley and Brandon Douglas with you here on this Tuesday morning as we're talking all things fantasy sports for the next hour before we things, hand things over to Alan Mitchell on the lowdown with Low Tide. The show brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky. Check them out online at wilhawkbeefjerky.com or in person, Leduc's Bruce Grove or right here in West Edmonton Mall. I'm telling you. Makes a terrific stocking stuff for a little gift card to go, go grab some jerky or some sausage, some rubs, some candy, all sorts of things, some pickled vegetables. I don't know what the best ones are because I stay away from that section. Brandon kind of looks at that every time we walk by. Carrots? Pickles? I love pickled carrots. They're uh, they're a personal favorite. And this is something that's that a lot of people are not on board with. But I love pickled eggs as a rare treat i'm not sitting down on the couch every night and uh, eating a whole jar of them good but um, it's kind of a tradition at uh weddings and this might just be a small town thing because i've seen it not only just in like delburn area but um when i've gone to weddings across the province in small communities to just always have a jar of pickled eggs at the bar and you just come by grab your drink stab a pickled egg out of it and carry on your merry way for the rest of the evening and some guys come back and eat a whole uh carton worth some just have one some split one maybe with their uh, date or something like a lady in the tramp style but on a pickled egg oh my god that'd be the most <laughs> disgusting thing i've ever seen oh it's intimate hey babe you want to split a pickled egg here let me just uh, hold <laughs> half of it in my lips that's a visual. That's a visual for this Tuesday morning. Uh, but yes, uh, check them out. Willock Beef Jerky. You know what? And even better, you're going to a holiday party. What should I bring? Big bag of beef jerky. That's uh, that's going to win it. You'll be the most popular person at that little holiday get together. I was out at the Canadian Brew House last night for Monday Night Football. I got a chance to talk to a few of our listeners. Bill and Doug, I believe. Big thing of those two for coming out. Uh, one wearing a Chiefs shirt, the other wearing an Oilers shirt. So it was kind of a tough, tough night for that table. Uh, but of course, good times had by Alta Manning Canadian Brew House. I think they might have the record for most TVs per like square foot. They have TVs everywhere. I was up in a little booth, had my own personal TV, watching the Oilers and the uh, Chiefs fall to their opponents last night. Uh, from a fantasy football perspective, Brandon, I don't know how you were sitting. DeAndre Swift fell three points of me picking up a big win, which would have been massive because I had Joe Burrow and Cooper Cup in that league, and both of those guys went down to injury. You know, if they could have stayed healthy, I'd probably win, but that is fantasy football. And then uh, Jalen Hurts and Harrison Butker got me the win in a different league. So that was good to see. Uh, Jalen Hurts, it seemed like kind of his standard performance, a couple rushing touchdowns. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the memes going around right now about his face when his opponents or his teammates go down on the one yard line, kind of a smug smile because <laughs> you know that tush push is coming. He rushed for two touchdowns. Uh, DeAndre Swift had a touchdown. I thought he was the key to that offense yesterday. Like I tweeted, why are they not getting him more involved? Whenever they get him that ball with a little screenplay, it seems to go for 20 yards uh, for the Kansas city chiefs. Mahomes very un Mahomes like game. Passing yardage wasn't very good. The weather played a role in that one. Two touchdowns, though. Uh, Pacheco was kind of a beast on the ground, running angry as he typically does. Travis Kelsey, not a great game. Had the touchdown, I suppose, but also had the fumble. 
uh, a couple drops, only 44 yards through the air. Brandon, how do your teams do now that Week 11 is officially over in the NFL? Uh, so I was able to go uh, 2-0 and and technically 3-0 with uh, the one league also com- going against the league average uh, every week. So another strong week. Uh, I talked about it yesterday. I needed some, not necessarily help because I was still in line to win them, but still very much at risk of losing. But Travis Kelsey's a pretty modest performance played a role. And then A.J. Brown, virtually a no-show. Uh, yeah. One reception, eight yards for him. Um, that combined with DeAndre Swift's uh, performance, who I had in the one league, uh, propelled me to victory across the board. I am propelled myself to, I think, third place in my keeper league, Superflex, and I lead my division, uh, kind of second-ish, third place, whatever, in my uh, dynasty format league. So I'm I'm all smiles, and I even climbed up a few more spots in the uh, our uh, fantasy <laughs> frenzy hockey pool ranking. I'm like in 34th now, but my fantasy hockey leagues there in a much different situation. I- injuries have absolutely killed me. Uh, bad performance, and also it's uh, I, I you know what it's it's on me too. I haven't been giving them n- enough attention on a day-to-day basis to, uh, on that waiver wire. So that's something with now my football team's comfortably sitting and uh, Jefferson's on his way back. A-chan's injury not looking too serious, at least according to Coach McDaniel uh, after the game on Sunday. But um, so with all that in line, I can put a little more attention to my, my hockey teams. And honestly, I give more attention to the football teams because my buy-in for those leagues are much higher. So Yeah, and I mean, it's we're heading into the stretch here. Justin Jefferson probably will join my team again uh in the consolation playoffs. Thanks, thanks JJ. <laughs> I think he tweeted out, like, I don't care about your fantasy football teams. I'm worried about my health, as you should. But uh, for this show, of course, we're going to talk about that uh, quite a bit. one 401 is the text line if you'd like to uh, send in some thoughts, questions, whatever it might be. The pickled vegetables became a thing right now. Dustin from the park says, pickled asparagus, a must try. Scalding Gourd says pickled onions are my jam at weddings in small towns. First, you see the pickled eggs. Then you see 20 or so pickled relatives. Yeah, pickled eggs. This That is such a Sasky bar thing from Patty and Spruce. And GM Partisan. This guy's pretending like a jar of pickled eggs is the norm at small town Alberta weddings. Just you, bro. LOL. GM Par- Parisian? Parisian, you know what? Parisian, Parisian. Parisian? We need a weird word. We need the spelling. I'm not familiar. The pronunciation. I'm not guide. a world-renowned, educated person, but uh, that uh, that word eludes me. If it's a name or because it looks like like someone from Paris. Like, is that what a Parisian? I don't know. I don't know. Like that. That's the only. If you look at the. If we really dive into this uh, linguistically, the root word appears to be Paris. I mean, I'll probably just stick to GM just so I, like, that's what I do when there's names I can't properly enunciate. I'll just say, I'll take the, the part you part. can. GM. Or just say, we got this text from Buddy Guy here. <laughs> this guy, this guy over here. Well, you know what? Gord says you'd see it there. And then also Patty and Spruce says it's a Sasky bar thing. I remember, I remember seeing it on The Simpsons, the pickled eggs at like Moe's. I think, unless I'm just having well, a... Well, it's definitely a small-town bar thing, because, like, and, like, the Delburn Curling Rink growing up, uh, there's always a jar of pickled eggs on the bar there. I Maybe the wedding thing is is not necessarily the norm, and that's just something I've come across multiple times. It kind of was a tradition at weddings I would go to that were uh, members, older members of my fraternity, which are all guys from small towns across the, the prairies. 
including a couple in Saskatchewan. So I don't know. Maybe um, maybe I am out to, to lunch here, GM Parisian. <laughs> now Craig's calling us uncouth. <laughs> or is it uncouth? No. We don't know. <laughs> no, I well, do know that one. <laughs> what could it be? It's a person from Paris, obviously, Craig and Red Deer. That's what I said. That's <laughs> <laughs> not what we do in this show. We don't get to the, the roots of names, but we probably could. Uh, <laughs> uh, last night, the Edmonton Oilers, they lose to the Florida Panthers 5-3. Uh, super disappointing game. Uh, when the Edmonton Oilers were up 2-0 in the first period, they lose. They find a way to get that lead back with Connor McDavid on the penalty shot. Beautiful goal. And then uh, Nico Mikola, his second goal of the game. Uh, Sam Bennett would add the empty netter eventually, I guess, for fantasy purposes. If you had Connor McDavid, wasn't too bad. He got you two points. Other than that, though, not a whole lot. Uh, the blue line, it was Evan Bouchard had one assist. That was it. On the flip side, I guess if you uh, if you had Nico Mikola, you got two goals out of him, but I don't know how many people lining him up. Kevin Stenland also had three points in that one. The goaltending situation, it was funny. After... After the first save by Calvin Pickard, I said, do the Oilers have their answer? And then after he allowed four goals, people were just replying to me. I had to say, hey, guys, this was a joke after one save. Don't come at me. But uh, for the Edmonton Oilers, we actually asked the question in five questions, would Pickard's, uh, Pickard's save percentage be above 873? Because that's what it was for the Oilers on the entirety of the season with their two previous goalies. 875 and it was so you know what he he was a little bit better uh than what we had seen so far uh googie <laughs> googie now i'm like is it gucci gucci it's googie? no uh draft beer and pickled eggs were staples at duckies in bon Accord back in the day there you go small town ab there you go and then scalding gourds is pickled eggs at every legion i was in growing up all right, so it sounds like I am, in fact, in the right, and uh, GM Parisian is in the wrong. He just doesn't know small towns. He he doesn't get it. They don't have that in Paris. Yeah. You know? Although, we're, there's a Paris, Quebec. <laughs> Wouldn't be surprised if there's a Paris, Alberta, somewhere out there in the sticks that somehow got that name. I mean... I'm, we have a new Norway. Great place, great golf course down there outside of New Norway. So Where did you say the other Paris was? Quebec, I think. And there's one in Ontario. There's a few Parises. If there's one thing that Canadians have been great at, it's been just using the names from other places, which is a commonality among all, uh, I don't know, what do you want to call them? Colonies, I guess, of different empires back when they were uh, adventuring to places that people already lived. But that might be a conversation for another time. Yeah. I mean, it's certainly a, a little easier. So just, <laughs> I don't know, like, thanks, GM, for, for giving us this topic. There is Paris, Ontario, Paris, Yukon, Paris in Arkansas, Idaho, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kentucky, Maine, Missouri, Mississippi, New Hampshire, New York. Basically, every single state has a Paris. California. Is there one in Quebec or did I completely make that you up? You made that up. Oh, wow. But maybe they just changed uh, the name. But from Wikipedia, it tells City. me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they went big. They went big or went home. Uh, 1-833-401-1440. It's Fantasy Frenzy here. Uh, let us know how you did this week in fantasy football. Uh, if you're involved in our fantasy survivor pool, I believe we're down to five people now. 
We started off with like over 150, I believe, dropped down to our final five. I actually saw one person in the in the survivor pool didn't make, make a, a selection pick. this week. Yeah, uh, and that one that one broke my heart. I wanted to to you know go back in time and and tell them make sure you make that selection. We need you to, but uh, that's that certainly is a tough one for them. Uh, if you're in the hockey pool right now, you said you jumped up. You made a little headway. I'm, I'm up to eighth right now. I was in sixth spot for a little while. Obviously, no games today, so we're not going to see any movement there. Everyone can take it easy, be calm, cool, collected. But how high did you get up to, Brandon? Uh, up to 34th. Uh, some big nights. And this is just, I mean, you could apply this to fantasy hockey in general across the board, but Rupe Hintz, uh, three points, Kale McCarr as well. Um, Thatcher Demko, another good performance for Vancouver. Um, and then, I mean, we saw it in the Florida game. Carter Verhage, a couple points. Connor McDavid, two goals. So those were all contributors uh, amongst others to less success on, on my team. But, uh, yeah, an interesting night in the NHL last night. To, not to, of course, starting and kind of ending, at least from our perspective, with the Oilers and an inability to hold on to a lead. Yeah, I mean, that's got to be a concerning trend for the Oilers, especially, you know, just as a late in Florida. Was it on Saturday they had... Three or four separate leads. Different leads, yeah. I mean, they they got that lead. Yesterday, we saw them go up two goals to none in Florida. Like, you're not going to get a better start than that. And it just kind of collapses away. Like, Ekholm on the clearing attempt off Hyman. Right up uh, Hyman's back end. Like, that's frustrating. Then there's the bad luck with the flying stick and Broberg stepping on it. Yeah. But then it, it kind of all, all like you can you can spin some of those however you want. The the second goal, uh, Pickard probably wants back, kind of goes right through him. But then it all culminates in goal number four, where it is just a tire fire of a back check defending on the oh rush. Oh my gosh! And yeah. then you like you get out of that somehow. But then the subsequent play is it formulates in the D zone coverage, which continues to just be people standing around looking at each other, expecting your teammates to do something as you continue to cover absolutely nobody it's one you laugh at if you're winning hockey games like what the heck was that it's one you laugh at if you're a fan of another team not even a panthers fan you just like that's a highlight you say goodness sake like what a circus somebody do something yeah it's 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 tough to watch the Oilers play defense like that is just cold cut dry fact there was a sequence like that, and I, I think I've mentioned this before, going back just before Dave Tippett was fired, playing the Panthers in Edmonton. It was late December, early January, a very similar instance. We're coming up on two years, and they, they yeah, you're going to have that happen occasionally, but for the Edmonton Oilers, like, how has there been no growth by some of these players? It's a fire alarm every time they're back in their own zone. And, like, give the Panthers credit. They're a really good team with a lot of talented guys, and they move the puck well. You yeah. can see that uh, on the power play, like, moving the puck in and out of seams. Defensemen moving up uh, with Montour and Ekblad back into the fold. Like, they're we, we had Bill Lindsay say it on the Carrier Show yesterday. Like, this is, uh, like, I think analytically and, like, deeper than raw numbers, the best defensive team in hockey. And then you also still have a two-time Vezna Trophy, Sergei Bobrovsky, (laughs) who made a couple 10-bell saves last night. Like The Oilers were in that game, but you're still not doing enough to win, once again, in a game that you had had leads to defend. So it's frustrating, uh, but we've been saying that for for six weeks now. He uh, He's my goalie in our office pool, so I was happy about that. Uh, Declan Kruger walking in. He might join us. I'm not too sure. Will we get a thumbs up or something? He didn't reply to my text. So I just tweeted that he'd be coming on. So uh, yeah, Declan gave me the thumbs up there. He'll be joining us in the next segment. We'll talk a little waiver wire pickups. Do you have Joe Burrow? Because he's done for the year. Aaron Jones? 
maybe you need to make a selection here uh, over the waiver wire today. Uh, we'll take a look at that later on. It's going to be a uh, a fun one this week in the NFL because I do believe it's American Thanksgiving, and that means we've got three games on Thursday, one game on Friday, the first ever Black Friday game, which is awesome. Going to be watching on my laptop here in the uh, Stingray Studios, and then the weekend in the NFL. It's going to be a it's going to be a good one. Do you? I once said that Canada should adopt American Thanksgiving, and I got so like roasted on the air. People just told me to move there. But man, two days off and watching football all day on Thursday—how sick would that be? Here's the thing, and like for Canadians now, it's basically just a second version of Thanksgiving. Like, no, we do not get the scheduled days off work, and most people aren't, you know, cooking Thanksgiving meals. To me, it's kind of like we're only a month away from Christmas. Like, you can hold off another month from having a big family gathering and these uh, big meals with the the turkey the ham the pie whatever but it's basically reached a point of prominence in canada that we still like if you're at work you're probably sneaking the a screen on the laptop or, or the second monitor to a football game um the the black fridays deals are yeah. all up here now like i went and bought a new tv yesterday good deal it's a good deal and then here's the best part so like some people say oh if you actually go on friday or wait till boxing day there'll be better pro- deals I get like a price guarantee on this TV until it started January. So if the place where I bought it from has a has lowers the price on this, I can just go back and get the difference uh, refunded to me. Mm. So I, I broke it in last night watching the Monday night game and the Oilers game. I was I was having a great time. No free plugs. No free plugs. <laughs> if you want to find out what the, where that great deal the, came from, the t- place I bought it from, you can uh, text into one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. Brandon will tell you the correct answer. Uh, just very quickly here before we get to break, we've got Steve in Drumheller saying, oh, yeah, pickled eggs with the stagecoach in Delia? Delia. Delia? 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 Oh, now I'm just second-guessing every single small town in Alberta at Mountain. And I thought Captain Pickard played well. I think the defense needs a real change. Steve from Drumheller, I'm with you. Defense needs to figure it out. No practice today, though. They've got a mandated day off. Moonwatcher says pickled eggs are a staple at Holden Bar. Have them after every beer league game. Scalding Gord says Paris, Texas was a good movie. And Tiger says the old Stony Plain hotel and bar used to always have a big jar of pickled eggs. So maybe maybe it's weddings, maybe it's not. But it seems to be a small town thing. Probably ended in like 2020, though. Would you just stick your hand in or you say you stabbed it? It depends probably on the level of familiarity with the place you are and, and also probably how many drinks you've had. Uh, if it's your eighth trip up to the, the bar to order a drink, you're probably just sticking the hand right in there. But, you know, I think most people have the common courtesy to use the, the fork or some maybe just a big stick. You pull your pocket knife out and just stab that down and yank one out. It's small town, uh, small town Alberta. Rules don't really apply. You know what? That's fine. That's okay. Places I've been to, if the server, dis- like the bartender or whoever s- disappears for a bit, you just go back and just make yourself drink, leave the cash on the bar. Or just Jeez. like you're, you have a tab running anyway, so you just put a notch on it and square up at the end of the night. I've been to some uh, some pretty hole-in-the-wall type places. It's all about uh, honesty, right? You're, you're, you're just going to be honest. I took a drink. I'll pay you back after. It's all good. I will take a break here. Send us your text, one 1440 It is Fantasy Frenzy, brought to you by Wilhock Beef, Jerky, Hallie, and Douglas here on Sports 1440. 
Welcome back to Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440, 1124. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas with you. Fantasy Frenzy brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky, wilhawkbeefjerky.com. 1-833-401-1440 is the text line if you want to uh, throw some questions our way. Jim says, oh, you young men, pickled eggs are universal. Brasseries in Montreal, small town, big cities, dive bars, air quotes, nice places. You need to get around more. Jim. No, I only go to the Canadian brew house, and I've never seen pickled eggs there. Here's what I'll say to Jim. I think that it's probably they were more prominent in more places in a different era, like my parents' era, or maybe slightly after, like the the 80s and 90s. Because I'll tell you, Jim, I've been a lot of places. I've been everywhere, big, man. Big, I've been everywhere, man. Uh, big cities, uh, international, like international to the United <laughs> States. Uh, a couple bigger places there. I'm just saying, like, because there's a big joke that goes around that basically growing up, Canada was like five years behind all like trends, things that were popular, whatever. You take small town Canada, basically dial that back another five years. And so, even though it was from an era that predated me, I still experienced it because we were behind the times. I was just talking about this with Kevin and Grant Fear. Like most kids my age had like cable or satellite TV their whole lives. I didn't have it until kind of like my teen years, junior high, high school-ish. Like it was just everything was later coming to the the sticks, which is fine. I love it. But uh, I I don't think pickled eggs are quite as popular anymore in terms of an everywhere type situation. I think you'll mostly find them in uh, a small town bars and establishments these days. Steve from Drumheller says you got to use tongs. You there you go. Do a couple taps first, then do it. Of course. <laughs> Scalding gourds. I bob for pickled eggs like they are apples. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, Lance says keep up the good work. Thank you, Lance. Lance is a Simpsons fan, so I'm, I'm sure he can envision the pickled eggs at Moe's that uh, were certainly consumed by Homer and Barney. And then late 90s, early 2000s, pickled eggs in the Devon Hotel. Um, a random conversation we got into, but things we have to ask the questions we have to ask here let's get to our fantasy wizard of the day brought to you by the canadian brewers join the cbh for monday thursday and sunday night football for your chance to win awesome game day prizes and qualify for a chance to win a trip for two to the super bowl in las vegas like i said i was at manning location last night at northeast side of the city it was absolutely awesome great service great games even though the oilers lost it was a lot of fun great atmosphere i don't know if they have pickled eggs they got just about everything else on the menu um, things that I prefer. Uh, Declan Kruger joining us now from the Lowdown with Low Tide as well as the Jason Greger Show, the DP, digital producer, as he's known in some circles. Uh, Declan, how you doing? Oh, I liked it when you called me the fantasy wizard a lot old, better. Old, I mean, uh, it wasn't. old DP Declan Kruger, <laughs> as everybody knows him. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say neither were quite on point, but no. I like the uh, first one a lot better. From the Lowdown with Low Tide and the digital producer from the Jason Greger show. We won't uh, give you nicknames anymore here. Do you ever have uh, pickled eggs? I have had pickled eggs. I like pickled eggs. Do They're you have, fun. At a bar, have you had them? No. It's been like a pickled egg for me is, has been at some kind of home soiree. You know what I mean? And it comes out as an appetizer or an hors d'oeuvre or something like that. And I would never, ever go out of my way to order a pickled egg because I'm, by all accounts, a normal person. You don't, you don't but, order them. They're just there for the taking on the bar. Yeah, like that's, that's I, I, don't, I don't think I trust pickled eggs at a bar. Like, I trust them when they're cooked by someone's mom or someone's aunt or someone's cooked? grandma. They're, made, made, made up. They're, they're, they're I thought we were going to talk the, about sports. The brine, the brine negates anything that might have gone awry. 
in the uh, maybe actual like okay, cooking Mr. of the egg itself. Okay, Mr. Biologist. I didn't know this was science <laughs> class. I don't know. This guy's from Big Egg. He's, uh, yeah, he's getting a little are, defensive here. Big Egg sent their best warrior <laughs> down here to try and uh, turn us. We're going to find out that uh, Douglas Farms is a big manufacturer or produ- producer of eggs. We're going <laughs> to We're going to look into it in a couple days and see Brandon's net worth is like <laughs> $1.6 billion all on the back of the egg farming. <laughs> Okay, uh, Declan, let's talk a little fantasy football here. Uh, For those people out there that might have a quarterback named Joe Mm -hmm. Burrow, maybe you had Kurt Cousins. That was me. Uh, Who's out there right now that you like as potential options? Like Justin Fields might be out there. Uh, I'm in an eight-team league. Trevor Lawrence is out there. I'm unsure about him. Uh, Anyone you think that could be a a potential late pickup at the quarterback position? Well, I think one guy people might not have have grabbed at draft time was Kyler Murray. I mean, if you're in a keeper league, you might have stashed him depending on what the pick was. But I think his injury was just there was too much of a question mark. Arizona was thought to be a horrible team, which they are, and I don't think Kyler Murray was getting a lot of love for those reasons. So I think if Kyler Murray is on the waiver wire, he's one of the quarterbacks who's so dynamic with his legs. He's going to have problems. He doesn't have the best weapons in the world, and the the offense isn't entirely cohesive. But I think he's still a guy who can make plays with his arms and with his legs and can bring you some fantasy value week in, week out. So he'd be the first guy I'm looking at. Tim Boyle. Just take a shot. What's the worst that can happen? Maybe he goes for 400 yards, five tutties. If not, you're just getting the same you got with Zach Wilson week in, week out. So there's no real, uh, there's no real threat there. But was anybody playing Zach Wilson week in and week out, like from a, as a fantasy quarterback? You're right. It would be a th- yeah. No, absolutely. Of course not. Like of course I'm not. You know, getting ahead of myself. But I'm just saying, if you're like, well, you know, I was thinking about maybe picking up Zach Wilson because my quarterback troubles, but now I got to pick up Tim Boyle. It's one and the same. Maybe there's more of an upside. There isn't, by the way. But maybe there is. You know? there, there was a time when we were like, could Zach Wilson be something? I think it was after the Chiefs game. People were like, maybe, maybe he is an option. So he was not. I believe I heard the stat that after last week. Tommy DeVito, or this week, I should say, Tommy DeVito now has more touchdowns than Zach Wilson. Is that correct? And Daniel Jones and, well, Aaron Rodgers, of course, but also like anybody that's played for either the Jets or the Giants this season. So he's the best. Tyrod Taylor included? Yes. So he's the best quarterback in New York is what I'm hearing. Go get Tommy DeVito. I mean, this is another guy who's going to sling it. Who cares? Did you see his celebration? I didn't. Yeah. Oh, so Italian. It's too bad we don't have video purposes. You would have seen it, but... uh, Hey, think of that. No, but it was very good. Jokes, as, uh, jokes cool. aside, <laughs> I think if there is one guy to go look at on the waiver wire white right now that I think is going to be available in a wide majority of leagues, simply for the reason that it wasn't we were unsure about his injury, we didn't know what the Cardinals were going to look like. I think it's Kyler Murray. Now I'll throw another name at you. I'll throw two names at you. You tell me who you'd prefer. As I'm just looking here, the first one is owned in 30 percent of the leagues. The second player in 6.7. Jordan Love with the Green Bay Packers or. Gardner Minshew. Because Jordan Love went off, but it was against yeah. the Chargers. you got to factor that in. Of course. Well, of course. That's always, that's always uh, something to take into consideration. As Gardner Minshew, you know, he's, he's, he's a backup. He's a perfect backup. The Colts have lost their friskiness a little bit. I still think he can give you – he's just as likely to get, give you a game with minus .4 points as he is to give you a game with 25 for what I'm concerned. I think Jordan Love – well, I don't think Jordan Love is great, and I don't have his numbers in front of me. I think he's a guy I trust more to get a consistent 14 points, 16 points week in, week out. I think Gardner Mitchell is – like, he can sling the ball and be a bigger upside as a quarterback, but I think he can also be one that just drags you into the dumpster. Yeah, I mean, I, I like Pittman after the catch, so I'm like, if you can yeah, just get Pittman's the ball great. to him, maybe you get some, some big plays. And there's no question he has weapons, but he's still, I mean, there's a reason, you know, he's he's in the position he's in. There's a reason he's a backup quarterback on a 
team that I think has lost its friskiness, and I think that comes down to his skill set. He can get he has big play capability, but week in week out, I don't trust him to be consistent. And I don't have his numbers in front of me. I could be off here, but that's that's me looking at it from an outside perspective. I wonder if like. Because I I saw a little a little meme on the internet saying that Joshua Dobbs is like Ryan Fitzpatrick for the new generation. Yeah, but could could Gardner Minshew be that guy? He's everywhere. He he finds ways to get in there. I guess he doesn't have the magic. Gardner Minshew is is far more like Ryan Fitzpatrick than Joshua Dobbs for my for my liking. Just, he he always gets in. He always gets in. <laughs> He seems, and he seems to be the guy like Ryan, like Joshua Dobbs. The thing about him is, and I'm not saying Gardner Minshew or Ryan Fitzpatrick didn't want to win games. Of course, you always want to win. But there was an element when Ryan Fitzpatrick or Gardner Minshew are playing where it's just like, hey, screw it. I'm in. We're going to have some fun and see what happens. Joshua Dobbs seems to at least manage the game a little bit better. He seems to at least want to try and play winning football. And want's not the right word, but he seems to at least cater his game to play winning football a little bit more. Whereas Gardner and Ryan just said, heck, let's go have some fun. You know what I mean? So that's why I think Gardner Minshew is a little bit more like Ryan Fitzpatrick. And Ryan Fitzpatrick had some, like he would throw four touchdowns every now and then because he was just slinging it, having fun, doing what he wanted to do. And I think Gardner Minshew has that in him as well. It's Fantasy Frenzy, our wizard today. Declan Kruger brought to you by the Canadian Brewers. You can hear Declan Monday through Friday from noon till two on the Lowdown with Low Tide and also on the Jason Greger show. Uh, our digital producer, Odell Beckham Jr. Yep. Went off last week, got tackled. He's listed as questionable right now, but you got to factor in Mark Andrews out yep. of the lineup. That's what, eight to 10 targets, I think, for Lamar Jackson yep. every week. Going up against that Chargers secondary, could he be a sneaky start, you think? Yeah, I think he could be a sneaky start, but I, you know, I think take it with a grain of salt and don't be too surprised if he walks away with three receptions for 17 yards. You know, this is an o- Odell Beckham Jr. from 2014, 2015. I think he is what it is. he is what he is at this point. There was, I think, a DB at some point this year told him, hey, time to go be a family man. It might have even been <laughs> Sauce Gardner. And I think that's pretty apt for where Odell Beckham is in his career. With Mark Andrews out, can he see an increase in target? Sure. Can he see an increase in production? Sure. But if he still walks away with that stat line that I talked about, don't be too surprised because I think that's more indicative, indicative of where he is in his career at this point uh with kyler murray coming back here does that make rondale more more of a uh, intriguing option for you yeah a little bit i mean anytime you get a quarterback upgrade i think there's definitely a little bit of a uh, uptick in in a wide receiver's value i mean you know we weren't singing this guy's praises to the high heavens when kyler murray was there in his quote-unquote prime um but yeah i think listen you're getting a better quarterback you're, you're gonna have to be a bit more of a thought of target now, uh, this text comes in at one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. Spruce Grove Steve sees boys, would you make this bold move? Bench Travis Kelsey for Ferguson this week. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, as I scroll through here, they will take on the Vegas Raiders and the Dallas Cowboys, Trent Wilhawk's team. They're in action, of course, as they usually are. Thanksgiving taking mm-hmm. on the Commanders. On uh, Thursday, Travis Kelsey versus Ferguson. What do you think? I wouldn't. Same thing I talked about, I think, with, with Gardner Minshew versus, versus um, Ky- 
Kyler Murray when we were talking about the waiver wire pickups. Excuse me. Jordan Love too was in that. Combo. Yeah, Jordan. Yeah, Jordan Love too was in that conversation. Listen, Jake Ferguson might go off and have a twenty-three point game, but he is far more likely to have a one-point-eight point game than he, than Travis Kelsey is. Travis Kelsey may walk walk away with ten, walk away with twelve, but you know what you're getting. I I like the thought process. You're taking a bold step, but the risk is just too high because the talent discrepancy is so high between those two. Travis Kelsey is a guy who can go out there and produce no matter what. And I mean, after the drops we saw. You throwing it to MVS next week? Like, you're throwing it to Travis Kelsey 25, 26 times a game. You got to get him those looks. Jake Ferguson could pop off and have a bad game. But you look at the weapons on the Cowboys team, he could also be that guy who's in that two-point range. Curtis says, do you guys think Jake Browning can do anything in Cincinnati? I only had Joe Burrow at QB, so I traded Alex Madison for Brock Purdy. I want to pick up a backup option. Uh, We kind of touched on that a few minutes ago. Uh, Jake Browning, I didn't see anything too encouraging. Yeah, no. I mean, maybe with a week of practice as a starter, there's a little bit better, but I would not be. Yeah, maybe he, there. maybe he hits lightning in a bottle for one week as a starter with you know very little game film out there. But uh, moving forward, no. Uh, it's sad, just not good enough. Sad Bengals. Robin the Burt says. Uh, I feel like Robin the Burt's name's getting longer as the Bengals season gets worse and worse. Zach Wilson to Marquez Valding Scantling. They're going to kill it in the Arena League next year. Matt Canada coaching them. Yeah, in case you missed it, Steelers offensive coordinator Matt Canada was relieved of his duties today. That was the only coach fired. They're 6-4, and four and they have a minus 29-point differential. It's like the Vikings last year. Oh, yeah. Except, except worse. Except worse. Somehow, yeah. Mike Tomlin is such a good coach. I don't know what took so long for him to realize that Canada was an issue. Yeah. Jalen Warren, get that guy the ball. Oh, man. my goodness. Gosh, he's, he's, good. he's a clear. And listen, there's there's something to be said. You, Najee Harris was a first-round pick, went to a big program. There's something to be said about wanting to feed, feed him the ball consistently. But you have to accept facts. And Jalen Warren is the de facto better running back in that offense. And now with Matt Canada gone, I'm sure they're going to build a system that fits Jalen Warren a little bit better. And what they do with what they do with Najee Harris, I think, is going to go out the window a little bit. I don't know what kind of looks he's going to get moving forward, but he's the slowest football player in the history of the world. He like he has no excel button. It's like if you're playing Madden and his speed burst rating was zero. That's what Najee Harris looks like every time. Jalen Warren has to be the back in that offense for them to be effective, especially with Kenny Pickett's lack of talent. Is that fair to say? With his lack of talent, you got to get Jalen Moore in the ball. You got with Kenny Pickett being bad um, is basically what Declan is saying. He doesn't have Jordan Addison anymore at Pitt. Yep, to make him look good. Jordan Addison might be the best receiver of all time. I mean, Kenny Pickett at Pitt made him a first round pick. (laughs) Caleb Williams at USC made him a Heisman winner, and now he's had the Vikings. What were they five and one without Justin Jefferson? Well, they won what they won. They went on a streak. Yeah, right? five they had one five in a row, and then yeah. before losing uh, this yeah. week. So yeah, yeah, he might be the best. He's, well, Jer- he's the Jer- he's our Jerry Rice guys. I'm so glad the Chargers took uh, Quentin Johnson. Uh, man, listen, that was the right pick. You know, I was singing Quentin Johnson's praises. I saw, uh, I watched too many games at TCU, making him look, making Ma- making him look, get, making <laughs> Max Duggan look like a superstar because of him. I saw too many too many games for him not hey, to be good. It's it, Revenge season coming up. Um, you talked about the a few things that just got me thinking of Austin Eckler, uh, Najee Harris, Jalen Warren. That was Eckler and Melvin Gordon. Mm-hmm. It was like, well, we drafted Melvin Gordon first round out of Wisconsin. Got to use him. Yep. Eckler might be better. And then did you see that run from Austin Eckler? Quicksand. Oh, my Quick God. Quicksand. <laughs> Buddy, you could have caught him if you had your legs tied together like a three-foot three, three foot race. But they do it like carnivals and job fairs and stuff like that. I saw the my replay. Goodness. It was like, this is not slowed down. And I was, it was just, it was painful. Like, I, something's yeah. got to be wrong because he's usually quicker. He's got a bit more burst. Yeah, that, he had but. nothing. He's usually, I think of him as quite a fast running back. Yeah, And he had he nothing is. there. So here's the conversation we need to have now. 
Is it time to drop Austin Eckler from your fantasy team? The Chargers love him in the red zone. <laughs> oh, no, I don't get know. him out of there. Bomb. I guess whenever I have a question about the Chargers, well, what can Justin Herbert do better? You know, can he play better defense? Yeah, man. I know Justin Herbert. Can he block hypothet- yeah, no, listen, man. I've heard it. Justin Herbert in hypothetical scenarios <laughs> has seven Super Bowls. We've heard it all before. Oh, my gosh. You love memes. We, uh, uh, you're, you're done, Declan. What's coming up on the lowdown? Yes, we got Mike Gantner on. He's going to talk some Raptors with us. They play the Magic today in the in-season tournament. The Magic are always thought of like, if I just said the Orlando Magic to you, would your guys' first inclination be that they are a terrible team? Of course. They must be, right? They're 8-5 and five this year. They're playing very well. They're playing them in the in-season tournament today. We're going to talk about like that. Paulo Bonchero is balling for the Orlando Magic. He's a great player. He was a he was a first overall pick out of Duke. Incredible talent. Raptors are playing them today. We're going to talk about that. Then Daniel Nugent Bowman's going to be by an hour or two for the full hour hour we're going to be breaking down everything Oilers recapping the game last night the 14 to 1 win uh, against the Florida Panthers it's going to be great James Hamlin eight goals can't wait to get into that it's going to be awesome and uh yeah we're gonna have our NHL rumor segment as well of course it's gonna be great I can't wait to hear your optimism from the game last night and low tides recently founded pessimistic attitude I think I'm pretty pessimistic as well <laughs> but I, I you know I, I play the fiddle in your sides. in your world they won 14 one Hamlin at eight goals and it was a heck of a performance. Declan, thank you for doing this. Thank you so much for having me. It was, a, it was a blast as always. Thank you. Thank you. Josh Allen sucks. Had to get my last word in there. Turn his mic off. Turn his mic off. Thanks, Brandon. Good old DP Declan Kruger <laughs> in for another segment. <laughs> thank you, Declan. Always great to have him. Oh, yeah. Only like one text came in about that one. So we've got a very mature audience today. But uh, yeah, that was a... That was a weird one. We'll take a break. That was our Fantasy Wizard brought to you by the Canadian Brew House, sending you to the Super Bowl. Brandon, uh, today's only Tuesday, but you'll be somewhere on Thursday for the big well, the big day of games. Actually, Gregor's going to be down at the Ice House all day, I think, watching football. Correct, yeah. Gregor, the entire Gregor show on Thursday, live from the Ice House, uh, downtown right across from Rogers. So if you want to go by, uh, say hello to him. Great place to watch the game. Uh, as Connor and I have said all season long, the CBH is... Uh, they. The best drinks, the best food, the best service, uh, and there's TVs everywhere, just like Connor said. Uh, Manning might lead it because that's actually kind of one of the smaller ones, smaller uh, total locations, but tons of TVs and no shortage of them at the Ice House either. And then, uh, yeah, as Gregor wraps up the show, I will be uh, sliding in to host Thursday Night Football at the Ice House, as I do every Thursday. Uh, excited to go downtown. I was just there last week uh, pre-drinking before the Jonas Brothers concert. That was the first time I'd been there. What a cool place. Yeah, it is. I might uh, have to go awesome. uh, go for a little spin on the, the ice throne. You should. You would need to Uber home after, I think. <laughs> but you got to go hang out there for a little bit. Uh, big question from uh, Tyler and Mill Woods. Uh, just thank you. Thank you for reminding me that our audience is not that mature with that last text, Tyler. I don't know if it should make the airwaves. Uh, we got a question coming in from Brad. We've got a few more to get to as well here. one 1440 It is Fantasy Frenzy. Connor Hallie, Brandon Douglas here on Sports 1440. We'll be back right after this. We're back here on Fantasy Frenzy. Connor Hallie, Brandon Douglas with you. Brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. WilhawkBeefJerky.com. Alberta's best beef jerky. Some news just coming down here. The Indianapolis Colts releasing Darius Leonard. A guy who burst onto the scene. His rookie year going by Shaq Leonard uh, was an absolute freak out there. Was playing at uh, the linebacker position, had some injuries, playing time has declined, and the Colts have moved on. So uh, that could be potentially a huge pickup for a team contending for a Super Bowl. 
uh, if he can find his old self. Uh, 1-833-401-1440 is the text line if you want to shoot some messages in here. The, uh, before we do that, they'll let you know coming up on the Gregor Show, we've got a Dave McCarthy Series XM NHL, uh, Vicki Hall. Recently announced going into the Canadian Football Hall of Fame, first female. Sean Brown will be by. Bill Waters, former Leafs assistant general manager. And uh, I think just overall good guy. We've got Jason Strabick on at 420, Mark Spector at 5 o'clock, and then Derek Van Deest at 520. Uh, all that and more on the Jason Greger Show at 2 o'clock here on Sports 1440, or you can watch it on Oilers Nation's YouTube channel or Facebook. This comes from Brad. Hey, Connor, I do have a question for you. I will admit I don't watch all the Chargers games, just the ones that are on primetime. Every time I see Herbert, he looks like an all-star quarterback. He's got some good receivers if they're not injured and a very good running back. What is the Chargers' issues? Kind of reminds me of the Oilers and the Los Angeles Angels with their two superstars. Well, you know, the Oilers' superstars made the playoffs, had a good run. Chargers made the playoffs, lost in heartbreaking fashion. I don't know. It's kind of comedic. If you buy into the NFL script thing, maybe they're just like the, the jester. And they have to find heartbreaking ways to lose. But long story short, defense isn't good enough. Brandon Staley's not a very good head coach, in my opinion. And uh, I think he's a little bit stubborn. When he dumps down the defense, I think the Chargers can be okay. But he's trying to play this weird system. And uh, other teams just have field days with it. They can expose the weaknesses. And injuries are always a problem for that team. So there's, they, I could talk about that for a long time. Uh Maybe, Brad, you and I will talk about that sometime. Uh, but I don't think people care about this sad Chargers fan. Uh, Lance says, negative low tide is upsetting. It's not very low tide. I just went and said hello to him. He seems like he's a little bit more upbeat. But I guess on the topic of the Edmonton Oilers, things could decline quickly. Slurpy Sean says, we're safe to drop Rasheed Rice. Right? What do you think, Brandon? If you're in a dynasty league, I think he's still worth holding on to, depending on size of bench and availability. And, of course, like if, if you're banged up elsewhere and like you're actually relying on playing him every week, then I would probably drop him and look elsewhere. But if it's just a bench spot, Dynasty or Keeper League, if you drafted him late, picked him up off waivers, and it's just a last-round pick, I think he's probably still worth keeping because any, we've seen a lot of wide receivers blossom with uh, Patrick Mahomes. It already kind of looks like Rice is uh, probably his number one target, at least in the wideout form. He still loves Travis Kelsey, obviously, but then even some of the other tight ends are getting uh, a lot more targets than any of the wide receivers for good reason. Um, but in a standard league, yeah, you're, you're dropping him. Uh, the Chiefs offense, surprisingly inept. Uh, we ta- Everybody expected Patrick Holmes just to lift this group of wide receivers to levels that they had not yet previously known as he kind of did last year with that group following the departure of Tyreek Hill. But, yeah, Kadarius Toney, not really a, a go-to guy. Rasheed Rice, young, problems with drops. Nicole Hardman, there's a reason the Chiefs were willing to let him go in the first place uh, to head over to the Jets before coming back. Like, it's 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 an issue with the Chiefs. They lead the league in drops, and we saw it from tight ends. Travis Kelsey fumbled. Like, their defense is keeping them in the mix here and, and allowing them to hold on to the one seed, at least for, well, I guess not technically now with the, the Ravens still yet to have their bye. But it's uh, it's concerning. If I was a Chiefs fan, I would definitely be nervous right now. Yeah, I I, I would totally agree. Defense looked very good. I mean, defense is as solid. As all year. Uh, the, the rainy conditions probably played a factor in that for both defenses. But, yeah, I, I think... I, I wonder, you know, you would think there if you're a free agent receiver and you can go play with Patrick Mahomes, you'd be dying to. I mean, Juju Smith-Schuster looked pretty good with Mahomes. 
And although he did look pretty good back in the day with Ben Roethlisberger, so maybe that's the key to his success. Uh, Brad says, when are you at a Canadian brew house? I'll come chat. Uh, next week, we're at the St. Albert South brew house. And Brandon, you're going to come out to that one. I think I I'm going to come out. It's uh, it's relatively close to where I'm at over here in the the West End. So to come and uh, spend the time watching what should be a real barn burner of a game on Monday night between the Vikings and Bears. <laughs> Cough. Yeah. Um, well, hey, I, I'm I'm worse. still a Josh Dobbs guy, and ho- who knows, Justin Jefferson might be back in the fold by then. Um, and the Bears, they're still rolling with Justin Fields. So yeah, there's, there's, you can, you can drop some storylines based on anything. That's a, a divisional matchup. Sure, why not? Uh, count me in. Great location at the uh, St. Albert. So, so we'll be, we'll be checking that one out. Uh, Fergie's Prostate says pickled eggs are available at the St. Albert Rugby Club. Okay, sounds right. That, that sounds like a spot that would have some rugby players. I respect the heck out of them. Form tackling, just taking a beating. I was asked to play rugby in high school. I was like, nope. I don't have any padding. One of my closest friends, a guy that I've lived with uh, at multiple different uh, points in my life uh, as a roommate, he grew up playing rugby. Like, that was his thing. And he and he's, he was very good at it. Uh, his body not quite cooperating to do it anymore, like at the uh, senior level or anything. But when he, like, gets really intoxicated, he still loves to – he'll just come up and be like, let's scrum. He'll, honestly, <laughs> he'll just, like, try and get a group of guys to scrum it up uh, in the middle of whatever. We're in a hockey dressing room, in the middle of the bar – Whatever. He just loves to scrum. Very rugby. Uh, Doug says, Oilers defense has shown a total lack of ability. Forwards and goaltenders are not the problem. Until Nurse and Bouchard can clean this up, the Oilers are doomed. Yeah, they uh, they certainly have their lapses. And it seems to be at inopportune times. And th- that just doesn't help them. It really doesn't help them. Slurby Sean says, not Dynasty. I'd be dropping for Reed. Is that Jalen Reed? I would assume. I would think so. For the Packers? Not bad. Yeah, I mean, at this point, like, there's the upside on Rice currently is virtually none um, because of targets going elsewhere. And when he does get the target, like, he hasn't really popped off. Like, he is, has he had one game even where he's kind of like exploded for an output? Not that I can recall. Uh, we'll wrap it up here. Scalding Gord says, Lions, Cowboys, Niners, Dolphins, Colts, Pats, Bengals, Panthers, Texans, Saints, Rams, Broncos, Eagles, Chiefs, Ravens, Vikings, all win this week. You're welcome. There you go. If you missed that, go back on the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google. You can uh, hear Gord's picks. He says they're all going to win this week, and you're welcome. If the Ravens win, that means my Chargers lose. Oh, no. And we've got a little picture from Lance. Ah, the old Principal Skinner meme. Do I suck at fantasy? No, it's the players that suck. I think we could all use that in our lifestyle. I was so frustrated last night that we couldn't get three more points out of DeAndre Swift, but also that Burrow and Cup got hurt. Oh, fantasy football is stressful. Thank you guys for tuning in today. Up next will be the Lowdown with Low Tide with Alan Mitchell and Declan Kruger. Then at 2 o'clock, it is the Jason Greger Show with, you guessed it, Jason Greger. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. For Brandon Douglas, I'm Connor Halley. Talk to you guys tomorrow at 11. Let's get to an update brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky. Locations in Leduc's, Bruce Grove, and West Edmonton Mall. WilhawkBeefJerky.com. Here's the Duke.